Welcome to the 30A Show, your beach happy podcast for beach lovers. Brought to you by 30A Cottages, wonderful rental homes from inlet beach to watercolor. Online at 30acottages.com and powered by La Dolce Vita, the premier concierge on the Emerald Coast. LDV30A.com. Let's hit the beach. Here's Corey. Let's get this party started, previewing what we think is the Ultimate Beach album of 2018. We've got Rymo, the drummer of Slightly Stupid. How are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you today? Great. Are we catching you guys on the road? I know you just did Cali Roots Festival. We watched it on the uh, live stream. Uh, are you back in Ocean Beach? Yeah, we're back home. Uh, we're all in San Diego. We just did a couple days rehearsal after Cali Roots um, this last week. So, yeah, we're, we're ready to go for tour. We're leaving uh, early next week to kick things off. That's really awesome. I got to tell you, um, I'm a longtime listener, but my first slightly stupid show was last spring in Atlanta at 420 Fest, and you're calling me at 420 Central Time today. I don't think there's coincidences. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Sweetwater, we always have a good, a good time at that festival, man. You know, being out of Atlanta, it's, it's like a second home. You know, we always have a good, good, fun show and everyone's super friendly. Got to drink some good beers, too, which is a perk, you know? Yeah, it's totally a good, good perk. And honestly, I think that was the right time of day for you guys to really get the party started because uh, it just felt like from the point when you guys hit stage and then on throughout the rest of the night, it, it was the same vibe all night because of the way you guys started it off. It was it was a great first show for me. And so thank you for that. Um, sure. Uh, did you think that you were in for a 20 year journey was slightly stupid? Uh, to be honest, no. I mean, to be doing anything for 20 years, you know, uh, especially in the musical musical realm is, is pretty crazy. And it's been a lot of fun. I mean, we've been just traveling nonstop and just having a good time. And we're really happy that we're able to still keep doing it. Uh, we're going to keep going as long as we can, for sure. So Miles and Kyle had a cool mentor when they got the band started. Can you speak a little bit on Sublime and Brad's influence on Slightly Stupid? Absolutely. Yeah, he was a huge influence. Um, I never met Brad personally, but they became really close with him in the early to mid-90s. Uh, they actually went and saw a Sublime show at a local venue in Ocean Beach, which used to be called Dream Street. After the show was over, they were able to hang out with with Brad and Miguel and a couple of the guys drank a few beers and and at that time you know Miles and Kyle actually pulled out some guitars and they started jamming and having fun and and Brad was uh was pretty impressed and became good friends with Miles and Kyle and and shortly thereafter signed them to Skunk Records and helped them get their first record uh completed back in I guess that was about 96 right maybe the same same year a little bit later that year was when brad had passed away it was definitely you know a huge huge uh they, they were a huge influence on the band and you know it'd be greatly missed to this day absolutely i agree with that uh there's a huge subculture with slightly stupid i agree with this i kind of put you on the same level as a widespread panic fan base or grateful mm -hmm. dead fan base where it might not be mainstream it's probably bigger right. than mainstream what keeps right. the fan base growing like that over 20 years well for us you know it was never really we weren't we didn't want to be a one-hit wonder and you know at the time even in the in the mid, or, mid to late 90s it was kind of like you either did what the record label wanted you to do or you just did it yourself and you know growing up we were all fans of you know all music really but the type of business plan if you will that the grateful dead and dave matthews band and even mm -hmm like Pink Floyd and some of these other acts that, that just kind of made the music that they wanted to make. And they kind of played 
more by their own rules. And in doing that, they were able to not only have longevity, but create a career that had a little more artistic value, authentic expression. Every time you got a new record, whether you loved it or hate it, you knew it was a band that was being legitimate and true to their craft. And that was really the type of sort of plan that we wanted to follow through with. And, you know, we had offers from some bigger labels and, you know, some really, you know, interesting things had sort of come and gone. But what really kept the band going um, was just staying on the road and making albums and just playing, you know, the first time through you play for security and the bartenders, you know, and the second time through, maybe you play for 10 people on security and the bartenders. Right. And then in the third time through, maybe you play for 50 people. And then those 50 people turn into a hundred and 200. And you just hope you keep getting that growth. And so, yeah, I mean, we've, it's been a slow and steady growth pattern rather than like a meteoric sort of rise and fall. Like we had a big hit and then nothing happened and then we disappeared. So I think in a way it's really helped us stay relevant and sort of keep a fan base by just, you know, staying on the, on the road, you know, five, six, seven months out of the year and doing it that way. Yeah, off the wall question here. Who's the best surfer and slightly stupid? <laughs> well, quite a few of us surf. Um, we've never actually had a competition, <laughs> but Daylaw's a good surfer. He's our saxophone player. Kyle's really good surfer. Actually, Miles surfs well. I like to surf. I've been surfing every day for 30 years I and mean, we all surf a lot so i'm trying to be diplomatic here i guess we all just we all love surfing so that's good you guys hit the same breaks when you're back home or you just kind of spread yeah. out and do your own thing kind of both like we'll surf together here and there but you know we we do live uh in sort of different parts of town nowadays like i live about 20 or 30 minutes north so depending on the time of day it can be a little trafficy and the beach you know i'm five minutes to the beach but if i want to go surf with with the guys it's more like 30, 45 minutes. So depending on, you know, the time frame, you know, now, nowadays we all have kids, so it's a little easier to stay close to home. I don't want to throw miles under the bus, but I think he might YOLO board and he's probably paddled with EJ Johnson, who uh, is a big, big time old school sup racer over there. And uh, I think they hooked up or something. I just remember EJ telling me that, uh, but it was, nice. it was because he had kids and I think he was paddle boarding. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what's uh, Cali beach life like these days? What's, what's hot over there? I mean, I know what our vibe is over here on the East coast, but what's Cali beach life like right now i mean it's just it's just about being laid back you know it's about enjoying the beach enjoying the ocean and you know surfing uh swimming just being in the sun being outdoors you know we're we're pretty fortunate to have over 300 days a year where you could be at the beach and be totally comfortable in shorts and t-shirt right um so we try to go i mean i take my kids at least three times a week and and uh if i'm not with the kids i'll go for a surf myself really Really, the, the beach life here is just about trying to be outdoors and, and be healthy and enjoy the sun. And yeah, that's really it, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Um, some people try and categorize uh, Slightly Stupid or similar bands, you know, genre as Cali rock reggae. Where do you kind of fit in uh, with uh, the music spectrum? However you want to categorize things is, is relevant, but it's also it's just one look at things. Uh, the Cali, the California rock reggae thing is definitely true, and I think being being a part of that, we're, we're happy with that. Yeah. You know, um, but I think that the beauty of slightly stupid versus some other bands is that we can go a hundred directions. You know, we can go punk rock, we can go ska, we can go jazz, funk, fusion, we can go a million directions. And so, I think um, one thing that does sort of maybe separate us a little bit from some of the other groups is that we're not just doing one thing. We're trying to do the music that we listen to um whether 
if we're listening to punk rock, we try to emulate punk rock and we do it. We try to do it with authenticity because we've listened to those styles. Right. And same with reggae or ska or that matter. Anything that we're trying to emulate, we're trying to do it based on the listening that we've done, the research that we've done. And so, yeah, it's not to me, it's not just one thing like, yeah, to simplify, you could say it's definitely California reggae. But then I, to me, it's it goes beyond that as well. Is that kind of the point of the live at Roberto's saying, hey, guys, we can do it all? I mean, you know, that's just who we are. Yeah. You know, it, it's not, it wasn't like we tried to make that statement. And that right. was just that statement was just that's where the band is right now. And this is what we're up to. And, you know, we we, we definitely take pride on having we all study the music. We care about it. We're all kind of music nerds and we love jazz. We love rock. We love reggae. We love punk rock. You know, it's, music is really just about a mood, an expression of a mood. And, you know, so we try to we try to bring, you know, as many sort of moods to a show so that we can create more of a roller coaster ride as opposed to, you know, a kind of monotone single direction thing. We want to have peaks and valleys and, and contour there. So for our fans that listen to 38 radio or our 38 fan base for our Facebook page of over a million people, if you have not heard of slightly stupid, a good place to start is live at Roberto's and you can find that on YouTube. It's I'm sure it's on streaming devices, but uh, it is an amazing concert. And the backstory of that is pretty incredible too. tell us about some of the people that got up and play with you guys and help coordinate the whole thing. So the, the whole thing, we actually, we performed at Bob Weir's studio, which strangely enough is in my hometown. It's in Northern California in San Rafael. California, which is just north of San Francisco. So Bob Weir is the an original member of the Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. and he has this amazing studio there, which um, is really super state of the art. And so we set up there for we were set up for a day or two, and we recorded everything live. We just played everything down uh, one time and and recorded the show and and did a DVD and put a bunch of stuff on YouTube, like you said. And we also had Charlie Tuna from Jurassic 5 and Ozo Motley. He sat in. We had Don Carlos, a legendary reggae singer who we play with quite a bit, even to this day. And uh, also Angela Moore came up and sang with us from Fishbone. Uh, Another friend of ours, a great guitar player, San Diego guy named Paula DeRosa, uh, came, sat in, played some guitar. So we had a bunch of friends and and other musicians that we've toured with and been friends with for a long time that we respect. Um, They came in and, and helped us really make it sound that much better. Absolutely. And you got a new album coming out this summer. It's called Everyday Life, Everyday People. I feel it's going to be the best album of the summer if you're a beach lover. Just It is so smooth from start to finish. There's so many good songs to talk about. Uh, you brought up Cali Tuna, uh, one of my favorite rappers uh, with Jurassic 5. Does he just make it up on the fly or is does he have to kind of write it down? Because it sure looks like he just makes it up on the fly. He, he can do it all. I mean, he can flow for sure. I mean, he can just, I've seen him improvise like for 10 minutes straight and, and it's all good. But it's all real witty and smart, you know, lyrical stories, storytelling. For that particular song, we actually went into the studio in Los Angeles by a place that has a documentary about it called Sound City Studios. Strangely enough, the day we were actually recording that song was the day that Tom Petty had passed away. And Tom had done a bunch of his bunch of his best work in that exact room. So we were totally, Mm. we were feeling obviously bummed on the loss of Tom because we were all fans of his. An interesting thing to be at this place that he had spent so much time at and then have, you know, have Charlie come in. He he basically would listen to the song over and over, 
you know, scribble down a couple ideas and then and then improvise off those ideas. And he just he killed it. He hit it out of the park. Yeah, he sure did. And like UB40 being involved with you guys, just it takes me back to when I really started listening to reggae and uh, UB40. Their first album on CD was my first CD I bought for a stereo system. So it's, nice. it's really really cool to have them on this album. Uh, also, college life for me really started getting me introduced to Slightly Stupid, G Love, and Special Stoss. I mean, it was a lot of this stuff. So now you got G Love on the album, who I still think is one of the yeah. smoothest guys out there. What are sessions like with G Love? Oh, G's been a great friend to us for for years and years. He's always been a part of kind of the extended family of Slightly Stupid, and we've done t- tours with him. We've brought him down to Mexico a few times for our festival, Closer to the Sun Festival that we do every December. Mm-hmm. And you know, he just he just kills it. I mean, he's a great human and a great musician. We I love this his the way he mixes up hip hop, blues, funk. Um, he has so much, so much soul. And so, yeah, every time we, we do some recording, we almost always collab with G. We did, he's been on the last couple albums, really, that's some, some sort of a cameo. He always just delivers. He shows up and he, you know, he, he likes the music. And so, you know, we, to be a part of anything we can to try to reciprocate because he helped us a lot get get started you know like in the earlier years we would we were touring together and getting getting things growing and he really helped us so we we always try to you know keep him you know as much involved in our projects as we can for sure and uh, i think one of the most addictive songs that i've listened to probably about 20 times already uh, is the yellow man song that you guys put on the album which is just incredible i mean seriously yeah the yellow man i mean when he comes in it just totally floors me just how awesome this song How, how cool is yellow man to hang with yeah, so unfortunately, I was out of town when they recorded oh. the parts. So I did the drums, and Kyle and and James, our sound guy, did sort of work, produced and worked on the session. Um, I was out of town. I think I was visiting my family at the time, so I didn't get a chance to meet Yellow. I had met him on a show back in the past, but Kyle and, and James just had nothing but great things to say. And the All of Slightly Stupid owes a, a huge tip of the hat to Yellow because we were hugely influenced by sound i mean you can hear a lot of parallels mm-hmm. and a lot of you know things that we drew from the music uh, that that we grew up on listening to him so having him be a part of this project this latest record was just a huge honor and, and uh we're hoping we can get him out for some shows so he can come and do it live you Man, know that'd be incredible um let's go a little bit old school uh everything you need was a really good song that early on i was just like god this is the band man this is the one i'm gonna follow for a long time and it was lyrics too that really kind of brought it to me and there was a lyric in there that just kind of said if you're ugly on the outside it don't matter if your beauty on the inside it overpowers it can you speak on the positivity that you guys try to bring to your songs yeah man i mean you know that's kyle's kyle's writing um he's a really he has a, a lot of depth to his lyrical the way he writes lyrics and it, it really resonates with fans um yeah those lyrics i mean every time i hear them even to this day and i'm out there playing it you know i still this that's still one of my favorite songs to play live yeah um but yeah you know that's the whole vibe with the band is is uh you know we're not trying to save the world or create any kind of political stance or anything like that we're just about having good fun good music leave your worries at the door let's crack a beer you know let's light one up whatever it is that's and, right and relax and forget about all the concerns if you want to be concerned turn the tv on we're about playing good fun feeling music and we're about spreading positivity and that's honestly one of the i think one of the reasons that the band has had some success is that we we try to just bring love to the music everyone can have their own opinion on those other issues but what we want to bring is just a 
a good fun time and it's party. It's party time. Yeah, I, I think it just sums it up. Let's have a good day today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's all I mean, what up. else is there? There's you the, know, what else is there? Yeah, exactly. A uh, couple more questions for you. Uh, I'm with Rymo. Mm-hmm. He's with Slightly Stupid. I can't believe I have him on the podcast today. Officer, do you have to play that every show? We play it quite a bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> a crowd, crowd phase. That's a really, really big one. Uh, is there a venue out there that you haven't played yet that's on your bucket list? Yeah, there's quite a few. I mean, I always like going overseas. We've been able to go around the world a few times, but those some of those places are are my favorite, just different countries, mm-hmm. you know, getting out of the States, going, we've gone down to Brazil now a few times, um, you know, Australia, Europe, Japan, the, any of the, any place that's, that's now out of the States. We've been touring really pretty consistently in the States for about 20 years. So my favorite places now at this point are just getting out of the States and going and seeing new cultures and using different money and just trying to figure it all out. It makes every day kind of a little bit more of an adventure. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any shows recently you had to kind of step back and take it all in? Kind of like you had to tell yourself, man, we've come a long way. I mean, I kind of do that every show. It's funny. Um, we just did a couple of big festivals the last few weeks. We did California Roots here in, in Northern California and we did a summer camp up in Chicago and then we did Hangout Festival in Gulf Shores Alabama last week and Mm -hmm. just to be able to tour and and, you know fly into a city and set up at a festival and there's like you know five to seven to ten thousand people in front of you I mean that's any musician's ultimate goal and ultimate dream and we feel really really grateful that we're able to do that not only in the festival circuit but also for our own shows so yeah I mean I honestly I, I get a little nervous before every single show just because I can't believe you know sometimes you look out and you're like why are all these people watching like it's really a humbling thing so yeah I mean there's all I have that feeling really almost about every day as a drummer that's uh i mean you've been doing it for so long do you offer lessons do you kind of do stuff on the side not through like a youtube channel or anything where people can kind of watch you or anything i do i have a youtube page uh a channel rather and it's just rhymo stupid if you search rhymo stupid all one word s-t-o-o-p-i-d it'll pop up i've got 60 lessons on there but yeah i also teach google hangout or skype i also do in-person lessons in san diego and in greater southern california and yeah actually yeah Every now and then I will teach lessons while I'm on the road as well. That's cool. It's been a great thing to do on the side. I've got about 20 students in all different levels, different ages, and they're into different things. And it keeps me super motivated because I'm, I'm having to practice and study stuff so that I can present it. It's been a lot of fun. That's pretty good. Okay, Rymo, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's on 38 Radio. Slightly Stupid. Spell it with two O's. P-I-D. And uh, they're also on Facebook. Definitely follow them. You have to catch them. They're going to be on a summer tour for a long time. You can catch them in Cocoa Beach, St. Augustine, St. Pete, Boca Raton, and just uh, get the album this summer. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you so much, Rymo. All right, Corey. My pleasure. Talk to you later, man. the beach with our friends at 38cottages.com. Great homes for rent all across the beaches of South Walton. And make your stay easier. Pre-booked beach chairs, bonfires, golf cart, or bike rentals with our friends at La Dolce Vida at LDV38.com. Thanks for listening to The 30A Show, produced on location in Northwest Florida on Scenic Highway 30A. Until next time, beach happy! I feel scared.